All right, this episode of the podcast is brought to you by Seven Figure Prospecting Bootcamp. This is a cohort-based sales program that I put together and run. Uh, most people right now, uh, salespeople, SDRs, founders, AEs, sales leaders are struggling to hit their pipeline goals. Uh, they're trying to solve it by winging it every day. They might read a sales book. Uh, they might take an on-demand course that leaves them really craving some some one-on-one -on -one attention and coaching. And so that's why I created this bootcamp. Uh, it's 30 days, intensive coaching, uh, cohort style run by me. So uh, every week you're going to get live calls with me teaching you the fundamentals of prospecting, uh, how to sell to the problem, cold email, time management, cold call, all that. Use your sales tools to build massive amounts of pipeline. Uh, you're going to get office hours with me where you can get one-on-one -on -one coaching. We're going to have amazing guest speakers. Former speakers have been Ian Cognac, Samantha McKenna, uh, Justin Walsh joined us one time, just some badasses in the space. Uh, and then tap into community. We've got dozens of other like-minded salespeople in the trenches with you learning and growing um, that you can learn from, that you can chat with, that you can build community with. Uh, so that's all packaged together. The next cohort starts January 2nd. Love to see you there. Uh, exclusively for podcast members, uh, people that listen to the podcast, you can check out the link in the profile or on my LinkedIn page. It's also on tasales.co. But if you type in the code podcast, you will get 20% off your order. So go check out uh, at the checkout line. Use the coupon code podcast. That's P-O-D-C-A-S-T to get 20% off. All right, now to the episode. What's up? My name is Blake, and this is the Millennial Sales Podcast. Don't need to adjust your screens. I'm not Tom Malema, but I am Blake Hudson, and we're gonna call this uh, a break with Blake. I'm gonna be guest hosting the next few episodes of this wonderful show. And in this video, I wanna talk about who I am and why I'm doing that. So I'll be interviewing myself. I'll ask a few questions and just kind of go through them. First of which is, who are you? Right. As I mentioned before, my name is Blake, Blake Hudson, and I'm a few different things. The first is I'm a sales enablement professional. So what is sales enablement? I like to think of sales enablement as this like unique intersection between three different things. You kind of got the sales professor where I'm teaching sales concepts and uh, running trainings, that sort of thing. And then you've got sales coach. So I'm listening to calls, I'm giving feedback, I'm helping people be better sales reps in real time. And then you've kind of got this like rev ops angle where I'm helping sales reps understand tools better. I'm implementing new processes into their system, building things out like battle cards. Um, if you want to build a new sequence, right, I might help do something like that. So sales enablement, that is what I do. I'm also a life coach particularly for salespeople at this point. B2B tech sales is the main focus. Um, but yeah, I just believe that a lot of salespeople out there, they're, they're going through some stuff, right? Good, bad, and ugly. And I want to help them navigate that with uh, a sense of passion and purpose. Speaking of which, I have a passion for helping people have clarity in their lives and their careers in three different areas specifically. First is identity. So character, who are you? Who am I? Uh, the second is practice. So what does that mean? Your craft, the things you actually do. Clarity in your craft is going to really be powerful. And the last thing, as I mentioned before, is purpose. 
So when a person has clarity of who they are, what they do, and why they're doing it, I just think they're unstoppable. That's what my experience has shown me. Uh, something else I've done is I'm a course creator. I recently created a course called Storytelling, Story Selling, the interview course. And so if you're going through an interview process or just want to level up your skills as a storyteller or an interviewer, uh, that's something that you should check out, storysellinguniversity.com. What's your background, Blake? Well, I'm a Chicagoland native. I grew up in Zion, Illinois, which is about halfway between Milwaukee and Chicago, an hour drive to either or. I went to school for politics. I majored in political science. I got my bachelor's in political science and my master's in public administration, both from the University of Illinois. And my time in politics was interesting. I got to, to look at it from a variety of different roles. I worked in government first as a, a Senate intern, our state capital, and got to see how the process worked, right? How bills are made, passed, uh, how people come down and bug politicians to get their things through and then bills turned into laws. And then I got a, a full force in politics, right? Politics and government are different. Politics is trying to convince people to get their vote. Government is actually the work of making laws. So I worked on some congressional campaigns as a political director, and I also ran for state senate when I was 24 because I was a weird 24-year-old. I, uh, I took that experience and I learned a lot from it about myself, about my community, and also the political process. But it was really cool because I had a passion for just helping people understand they had a voice in that political process. A lot of people felt disenfranchised, particularly in Illinois. It's like their voice didn't matter, but it does. And I was able to help them see that over the course of a couple of years I ran. Then I transitioned into academia. So as I mentioned before, I got my degrees from the University of Illinois. Before that, I worked at a community college. So community college is really near and dear to my heart. I wasn't the greatest student in high school, but I kind of figured it out at my community college, College of Lake County, shout out. And I came back after those degrees and I helped them with their retention efforts. So basically it's like, how do we keep students engaged over the summer months? So I helped them build this program called the, the Jumpstart Bridge Program. And it was really cool. We were taking uh, a lot of foundational concepts that they would learn in class, but applying them in real life context. So how do you develop character? How do you uh, choose classes, right? How do you develop this career path? And things that might fall by the wayside over the course of a semester, because you got this course load, you got all these different classes, uh, but we were really able to focus on that during the summer months. Lastly, I was an admissions counselor. So I was helping people, young people, right? 17, 18 years old, and then also their parents, right? It was a sale. I was helping sell the college, but it's also counseling, right? I'm helping people make what might be the biggest decision of their professional lives. And it was in that role where I started to realize I'd been selling this whole time. I just wasn't selling like a thing like a seller. I wasn't getting paid like a seller. And I wanted to change that. So I went through a tech sales boot camp called Victory Lab and became an SDR at a Chicago fintech startup. 
that was a wild experience. I thought running for office was wild, but being an SDR was was crazy too. It was interesting because I had done a lot of the work just in different contexts, right? So I would look at cold calling the same way I'd look at knocking on someone's door when you're running for office. Um, I'd look at counseling someone through an admissions process the same way as counseling someone through a sales process, right? getting them from step one to step two. After my SVR stint, I got to be an AE, which is really cool, right? You, you're responsible for the full cycle. You've got to get people to close, close one. Uh, you've got that quota breathing down your neck every month, but it makes you a better seller, right? That pressure kind of, it makes makes a diamond, right? Um, then I went back to boot camp, So I got to go through that experience and it meant so much to me. And I wanted to help create that same experience for other people who were trying to get into tech sales. I worked at two separate boot camps, both of which Chicago-based. And it was really rewarding because as I mentioned before, navigating your life and career with clarity can be difficult, but when you do it, when you have it, you're unstoppable. And so I've been able to help hundreds of people get into the tech sales industry and, and thrive. And that was really fulfilling. Um, but I was going an inch deep and a mile wide. I was helping people for four to eight weeks at a time, but then the relationship from there would kind of just deteriorate a little bit, not deteriorate, but like you start to get distance there because I got another cohort to focus on. And what I really wanted at that time was to go deep with a group of sellers to like really help them navigate the highs and lows of selling. And so I left the boot camp and started as a, a manager for a tech sales startup here in LA. Didn't mention that. While I'm a Chicagoland native, I moved to Los Angeles about what, two and a half, three years ago now. And uh, I got to say, I love it. Man, this weather, it really is great. I feel like they were keeping a secret from me. So I miss Chicago sometimes. I do not miss it about four months out of the year. Uh, those winter months, they can you can keep those for a while. I've experienced enough winters to know what that's like. Um, but yeah, LA-based, and this was an LA-based startup. And it was really cool because I didn't just inherit a team, but I got to build a team. We tripled the headcount. We created an outbound program essentially from scratch. And what was really fascinating, though, was that it wasn't just building a program, it was building a culture, right? One of the things I first said when I walked into that that uh, that room was rookies win championships too. And just because SDRs might be seen as like the first rung on the ladder or the rookie of the sales world doesn't mean that we can't perform at an excellent level and be a part of quote unquote championships too. The other thing was just creating this like team environment. So I like to think of sales as like baseball, Right. There can only be one person in the batter's box at a time, but you're still a team. You share information, you share feedback, and that makes everyone better. And I think that's really important at startups because you don't have everything figured out. Right. We're still pioneering success. And so when someone's got breadcrumbs to success, they need to leave a trail for the teammate to come follow behind them. And creating that sort of 360 learning environment, it really helped foster a sense of trust and closeness with the team but also success, right? Which at the end of the day, that's what we're here for. Uh, next question, why did you build, oh, what's your sales background? So I mentioned the different roles I've been in. The thing I didn't mention was personal branding and content creation. 
And I feel like I kind of stumbled into this personal brand because really all I've done is like say some stuff on the internet. That's at its first and most foundational level. That's what that is. Um, but what it really was about is that I, I had something to say that I really believed in, right? Which gets to this next question of why did I build this brand? I was talking about my bootcamp experience because I was trying to entice other people to navigate into tech sales as well. As well. And what's interesting about that is I was just a step or two ahead of them, right? I'd been an SDR for a couple of years at that point, but like I wasn't some VP of sales. I didn't have, you know, a decade of experience in the sales world necessarily, um, though I was about a decade into my career at that time. Um, and what I noticed was that a lot of people, when it comes to building their brands, they feel like they don't have the space or the uh, opportunity or ability to do that, right? Who am I? Why should I say something? Well, first of all, expertise is relative, right? You're always one step ahead of someone. And that someone might need to hear your voice, your unique perspective to, to really jumpstart things for them. Another thing too that I want to share is that your experiences plus your perspective is unique to you and you alone. And as you evolve and navigate tension and transform in, as a person and your story, that makes for a better story and a better brand. So don't shy away from the things you've done, even if they feel commonplace, the way you thought about it, the way you think about it now is unique. And you can share just that alone. You can also curate content as well. I'm not going to get too, too deep into it, but the, the best thing I can say is that you can say some stuff on the internet too. You'd be surprised to know who's interested to follow along. And uh, yeah, I just, I would encourage folks to, to build your personal brand, which leads me to the next thing. Where is sales trending? Where is the sales world heading? Now, a lot of people, they get this question and they start to go on about like AI and automation, personalization at scale. Don't get me wrong. All those things are important. And for some people, that might be their answer. For me personally, I think that storytelling and self-esteem are going to be the two biggest things that are going to be important for sellers moving forward. Stories. So this next question, why do stories matter so much to me? Well, we're surrounded by them. Stories are the language of humanity, right? You think of like cave drawings some of the earliest forms of communication, those are stories. And stories draw our interest. They captivate us. You know, think about it from, from tabloids and talk shows all the way to discovery calls and demos. Like Stories are the thing that make you lean in and say, tell me more. And the other part about why stories are so important is because we all have them. And I'm I'm really big believer in that. The stories we tell ourselves about ourselves are the most important stories. When you can look at your life with this narrative perspective, it gives you a different approach to things. So like you might look at setbacks and failures or just conflict in a different way because you understand that those things are critical components to a great story. You cannot have a great story without some form of conflict. Without conflict, you just have um, the description, right? You're just laying information out, but that information gets transformed when there is transformation. 
self-esteem. Why self-esteem? Well, it's easy in sales to go through the highs and the lows. Um, when you think about when you crush quota and like you're way ahead of schedule, it's easy to feel on top of the world. And then when you shrink, when you miss quota and you start to feel like your failure that you've messed up, that self-esteem, whether it's high or low, changes the way you live, changes the way you sell and the way you perform. And so I just want people to be more self-aware and understand, you know, having this high level of emotional intelligence. Uh, some might say the ability to read the room, first of which reading yourself and then being able to read the room. The sellers that are able to tell the best stories, the sellers that are able to maintain high levels of self-esteem, even through difficult moments, I personally think that those are going to be the sellers that have the most success moving forward. Last question. Uh, this is a question I'm asking guests at the end of each episode. It's a little bit of a paradox, but I like it because it forces someone to look inward and really reflect on different moments in their life. And that question is, what's a mistake you're proud of? And so for me, the mistake is that I, I didn't actually build an audience. Like I never sought out to build a following. I have about 12,000 followers now, which is a lot. Don't get me wrong. It's like more than someone just starting out, but it's also not, right? Like Tom, for instance, he probably got like three, four times that, you know, but for me, I didn't start a podcast. I didn't start a YouTube channel. I didn't for a long time create a course and I could have, and I could have probably done better, uh, more opportunities had I done that focus on exposure. Um, that was a mistake, I think, in the long run, because I've had so many benefits from the brand I have built. Well, it would stand to reason that I like I'd have even more opportunities if I built a bigger brand. Well, the reason why I'm proud of it is because authenticity and intention are really fundamental to my brand. And by delaying that that growth, you know, mindset when it comes to the audience, I've been able to have a lasting impact on maybe fewer people, but the people that are about what I'm saying. And it's not just about a post here or there anymore. It's about changing people's perspective and helping them reconnect with their purpose. And I think that those things came from having that patient approach to an audience. All that is in the context of me doing this show. Um, so as I mentioned before, I just think this show is a great resource. It's been going for what, over five, six years now. And I wanted to make sure it continued. Tom is busy. He's building different parts of his business. He's sharing and serving his audience in so many different ways. And I just didn't want this to lay dormant. So let's just call this a, a break with Blake, uh, the Millennial Sales Podcast, guest hosted by yours truly. I hope you enjoy the episodes and who knows, maybe it'll continue a little bit longer, but uh, we'll see what Tom thinks. Thanks for sticking around and listening to this intro. Let me know what you think. 